0: Hey Will I Like It listeners, do you like a good cup of coffee, one that's rich, flavourful and ethically sourced? Then you need to check out Dynasty of Coffee, a Yorkshire-based online coffee business that offers a range of expertly crafted blends. All of their coffee is roasted to order to ensure freshness and they're committed to nurturing the well-being of both individuals and the planet. Whether you're a fan of a bold, strong coffee or a smooth and mellow one, Dynasty of Coffee has a blend for you. Their four main blends are inspired by different British dynasties. Saxon, Viking, Tudor and a decaf Hanoverian. So if you're looking for a delicious and ethically sourced cup of coffee, head to dynastyofcoffee.co.uk today and use the code Saxon10. That's Saxon, all capital letters, 10 at checkout for 10% off your first order. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Will I Like It podcast and uh, today my guest is Rebecca Noden uh, from Noden's Coffee in Royal and Bassett yep. to give it its full title. Um, so full disclosure, Rebecca is my sister-in-law. I've known her since she was four and uh, so yeah, I thought we'd get her on and we're going to talk a bit about what she does. Um, we're going to eat some food um, and probably talk about some of the recipes from my cookbooks but we'll get to that in a bit. But we're going to initially start off, we're going to give Rebecca some coffee, because as the owner of a coffee shop...
1: The only way to start...
0: I'm is going to have to finish what's in my cup first.
1: Do you need my cup? Am I going to have to down... Down
0: it. Down. <laughs> Great start. It, It's only vodka. Go on.
1: <laughs> mm. Straight vodka, only way to start.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I've got some acorn coffee, because I figured... What better thing to, to give someone that makes coffee for a living than a coffee substitute? <laughs> Would you like a different cup?
1: Do you have a different cup?
0: Do I have a different cup? <laughs> so this is actually the first time I've recorded from home with someone for the podcast as well.
1: well normally I'm all up for downing beer, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, brilliant Thank you. acorns from a tree just outside there, very local, sourced. yeah, and I thought today we'd try and convince you that some of these things should go on the menu at Noden's Coffee.
1: Ooh, okay, all right, perfect.
0: So, give it a go, see what you think. <laughs> you don't have to agree, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I'm waiting for you to drink it first, I'm wondering why you're not tasting it too.
0: No, I quite like it, I, to me it tastes quite like coffee.
1: It does actually taste like coffee. Yeah. I'm very surprised. I didn't think it was going to taste like coffee at all. But it really does taste like coffee. There you go. It's like a really... It's like a nutty, nutty, slightly weak coffee.
0: I've quoted before, but someone on one of my courses said it tastes like a tree.
1: <laughs> it does. So think about
0: it as you drink it. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: can taste... It does taste a little bit... <clears throat> How I would imagine bark might taste if left in hot water for a little while. <laughs>
0: there you go. Try it, folks. It's a good one.
1: <laughs> but it's actually really nice. I like and it. Really refreshing as well. Mm. I thought I don't know why, but I thought it would be quite dry. When you think about an acorn, you don't think about it being. More
0: I'll refreshing. say. I mean, it is a bit of a reenactorism, so it's not really something that we necessarily know they would have done. They were eating acorns. We've got evidence of like charred acorns from fires, but they were probably, I'd imagine, eating them and drinking beer. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, it's just for a bit of fun. But a lot of reenactors do it. Um, it is caffeine free, so if you want a caffeine free coffee for your shop,
1: awesome,
0: acorn oh, coffee is the way yeah. to go. You can. I mean, I don't know any traders in particular, but I know you can buy it online. Yeah. So you wouldn't have to get your own acorns.
1: I can't come steal your acorns from your tree. No. <laughs>
0: Mm. So, as I said, Rebecca owns a coffee shop. Yeah. Um, been open since the beginning of December.
1: Yeah, so just over a month now.
0: Yeah. Um, um, business is booming, I gather.
1: It's doing good. I thought yeah. it'd be very quiet in January. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't been. It's still been good. We've got our regular customers who we love. Um, and yeah, very busy.
0: Yeah. What made you open a coffee shop?
1: It's been one of those dreams that was in the back of my mind for a long time. Um, I've always been super passionate about food and drink, especially um, about where food comes from, having that connection to Mm. your food, connection to the source. Um, But I pushed it to the back of my mind as I'm sure we've all got that dream that's just in the back of our head. Um, And I pursued my career and I got what I thought was my dream job. Turns out it's not my dream job. (laughs) It's not at all what I thought it would be like. Um, So I had a real sit down and thought about not just what I want to do as a career, but what I want out of life, what I'm doing in this world. Um, And I thought, you know what, the thing that is when I'm really down and keeps me happy and going is food and trying different food. um, And having that, you know, just the idea of going out and getting food and cooking it and having that real connection to your food yeah. just brings so much joy. And not just to me, to other people as well, I know, feel the same. So mm. I thought I'm going to do something with that. I'm going to do something with that passion. So I wrote all down my ideas um, in a business plan yeah. um, just as a way to template it. And I thought, well, i got the business plan. I might as well send it off as someone's crazy enough to give me some money to do it. Um, and here we are. And they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it's hard when you start because you wonder if other people are going to be as passionate about your ideas as you are, and if there's other people out there that are going to want the same thing. Yeah. Um, And there are. Um, We're full on a lot of the days. Um, lots of people telling other people about it, a lot of people coming in and saying, someone's told me about it. Um, so it's really good, and it's really nice to know that there's other people out there that feel the same way about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, i think as well with you know food and drink people would sit round tables and use it as a centrepiece of a celebration it was a way to gather it was a way to socialise mm. and i think our lives can get so busy in sort of modern society that we we don't do that too much anymore yeah um but i think going to a coffee shop um and having some good food and sitting there with your friends is just like a little piece of that mm. um you know, for example, the bi- Vikings, they had banquet halls, yeah. you know, just to celebrate. And food was literally at the centre of together. that. Bring people together. Bring people together, exactly. Um, and it's so lovely to see in the coffee shop when people come in with their friends and their family. And you yeah. get groups of people that will sit at a table and will be full. And then another group will join them at their table as well. And they're all gathered there together. And the table will be full of different food and drinks and things like that. Yeah. Um yeah, it's lovely to see. And it's lovely to see other people getting that joy from it.
0: Yeah. So I, I originally did ask you for a copy of your menu because I said <laughs> I was going to try and vike the menu. <laughs> bit more difficult than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, things like bagels, kind of hard to do when you're viking. <laughs> so we, um, we decided on the acorn coffee. And then I've, as you've probably already noticed, I've got some stuff here that I've hidden. Um, I'm just a little so bit scared, surprise. if I'm honest. And I'll, I mean, most of it's relatively normal food, for me. For you. <laughs> um, but I thought, yeah, we'd see, maybe give you some suggestions for things that you might put on the menu. Maybe, Okay. I don't know how many Vikings you get coming in. the shop, <laughs> <laughs> Or is it more Saxons? What's the kind of clientele, is it?
1: We try and keep them at separate sides right. of the room.
0: No weapons, you take them away yeah, at the door. Yeah, take them away right. at the door, yeah. Yeah. So... This one I actually picked up yesterday. Um, Anyone that's seen the episode at the goat farm will be familiar with this already. You look terrified. (laughs) (laughs) This is fun. (laughs) So, woo.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Goat bones. Um, And the idea of these is to eat the marrow that's inside them.
1: Okay. I thought it was going to be a little bit like ribs, but we're going to eat the inside.
0: I mean, you can eat the meat as well. There's nothing wrong with the meat or anything like that. Let's just move that one over there a minute um so we've also got some crisp breads sourdough crisp breads uh a okay. loaf of bread which would be quite a high status really um but i actually thought the bread might be good for spreading the the marrow one. okay um and then we've got some cured salmon oh most people would call gravlax
1: amazing
0: are you scared yet <laughs> you, i am you game So, let's grab a knife. My thought was we'd eat the fish with the crackers and the marrow with the bread.
1: Perfect, okay.
0: Um, And then you can tell me whether you're adding these to your menu or not. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) I think anyone that goes to your shop in future will know the answer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what kind of bread is this
0: bread? This is a mixture of white flour and rye. Um, because rye doesn't rise very much, I like to use white flour, Okay. which would be a tad on the expensive side. I mean, this is upper-class Viking bread. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're eating like high-status Vikings.
0: We are. I mean, if you're going to sell it in a shop, neighbour's dog is going to bark at us now. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know. How are we going to get the marrow out of these?
1: Authentic Viking chopsticks.
0: <laughs> yes. So, funnily enough, I was reading up yesterday uh, about butchery in England by the Saxons. Um, and the the bones pre-Saxon are usually intact. And the bones in the Saxon period are normally fractured. Okay. Which implies that they were splitting the bones open to eat the marrow. Right. So this is a very authentic thing to do. I did try to use my fork once, but it doesn't come out very well. So feel free to grab a bone and stick some on some bread. (laughs) Or just eat it. I think I picked the worst one.
1: Oh, it's really soft inside. I didn't expect it to be so soft.
0: So these were just roasted in the oven. And
1: these are... Goat bones. These are
0: goat bones. You can smell it. it smells like a goat.
1: <laughs> it smells like a goat. <laughs> I don't know what a goat is meant it smell like.
0: Now, I've only recently discovered this stuff because Laura the Goat Farmer fed it to me on her episode. But I quite enjoyed it and I thought actually it would work really well on a bit of bread. Okay. I did originally think I'd serve you it, like, on a plate, sourdough toast. I was like, how are they making toast in the Viking age? They're not, they're loads <laughs> of So we went for bread instead. But so, yeah, give it a go. There's a hair on mine. That's teach me for leaving it on the worktop. There you go, go for it. It
1: is actually quite nice. I was very hesitant. It's it, definitely not something I thought I would ever eat.
0: <laughs> it's creamy and meaty. I mean, it's...
1: Yeah, it's very creamy. It's
0: almost like spreading lard on a bit of
1: a It bit is. Of it's like, it's almost tastes quite like buttery.
0: Hmm.
1: It's like a really buttery pate. Hmm. I suppose yes. it makes sense for them to use all of the animal that they had available.
0: They would have made use of everything possible. So, yeah, Literally
1: you everything.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> there are there are some of the Norse sagas as well include stories about goats. Um, Thor has his chariot that's pulled by the goats. And he's got the ability to eat the goats. And in the morning, put the bones back together. And using <laughs> his hammer, he can revive them so they can pull his chariot again.
1: Oh, lovely for the goats. <laughs> mm.
0: They don't seem to mind.
1: <laughs> and again, very local. So these goats are only down the road from you.
0: These are from 20 minutes away. Beautiful. Mm. I'm very lucky to have something like that locally. Mm. Which is another thing you're quite keen on, isn't it? With your produce, your... Your lunches and things, you're trying to pick small businesses and local food and really high quality stuff.
1: A hundred percent, yeah. So we tried to support other um, independent businesses where possible, Mm. local where possible. Um, In fact, bread is one of our big things from us. Um, Bread day was so great, trying all the different breads from all the different suppliers. Mm. And we had a whole range of dips and things to try them with um we spent a long time actually choosing the bread um and yeah we settled on a, another independent supplier um that make our sourdough bread for us mm. um but again same with cakes donuts things like that it's all other local businesses other businesses that have the same passion that we do
0: yeah.
1: about their food about using high quality ingredients and also doing it in an ethical way. Mm. So using ingredients that you know where the sources of it. Um, it's not just come from some big chain that are just there to get money. It's come from people that are doing it because that's their passion. Um, yeah. More um,
0: coffee?
1: I would love more coffee. It's actually very good.
0: Obviously the cafetiers are not particularly watching. <laughs> but... <laughs> So if I was at an event, I would normally, I've got one here, yeah, I'd normally make it in a jug and strain it for a cheesecloth.
1: So how do you do it? So you get the acorns and then you grind them?
0: Uh, yes. So the acorns, um, usually they're put into water first to, like, leach out some of the tannins, which is actually the thing that most people think makes them poisonous. It's not. It's just that they're very bitter and very hard to digest. I'm going to burp now. Apologies. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so then they're leached in water, um, they're finely chopped, and then they're oven-roasted, which gives them that same kind of coffee-roasted flavour. Right. And then ground up into a powder at the end. Okay. Yeah. There is a video on my YouTube channel, if anyone wants to see how it's made fully.
1: I that sounds actually very interesting on how they would have done that. Have you tried roasting them to different levels, like light, medium, dark roast, acorn coffee?
0: I think when I did it last year, I did them a lot lighter, and this year they were some of them were black when they came out. They were proper dark roast, dark roast, coffee. which is yeah. So that's probably where, where like
1: it really it does taste really like coffee. I'm actually I'm so surprised. <laughs>
0: And you can do a similar thing, but you can, um, using more water to leach out more of the tannin, you can then grind them down into flour and use them to bulk out your bread flours to make those nice. bread and things. Yeah. Which probably more realistically, they would have used it for something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's a nice idea.
1: It's nice and great to keep you going when you're at the shows as well. Have something warm to drink. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> All right. So... You didn't uh, get too squeamish at the bones, which is always good.
1: I didn't. I'm quite impressed with myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, not something I thought I would ever eat, I must admit.
0: I don't know what um, um I mean, it's goat I'm glad meat, I so did. I do like a bit of goat. <laughs> oh, it's crispy. Crispy? Hmm.
1: I don't think there's much on this one.
0: But you're no stranger to my experiments, because usually when I'm writing cookbooks... You and your husband Steve are one of the first people that gets invited over. So you've been over when I've done suckling pigs, goat heads, <laughs> like any any of the weird foods that I've that I've ever made. Yeah, most
1: of the time it's a great job to have. Um, <laughs> there have been a few things that I've avoided and been too squeamish to eat.
0: But I remember, did you try the brains?
1: I did not. No,
0: hey, you, no. Steve, Rebecca's over half, ate one of the eyeballs. <laughs>
1: He will eat literally anything. (laughs) Not Um, for me. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of goats, I always call him a goat because he will eat everything. Um, Mm,
0: There's actually a bit of meat on that one.
1: (laughs) But one of the foods that you've made for us before is pinnakejot. Am I saying that right?
0: Pinnakejot? Sorry,
1: Norwegians. (laughs) (laughs) That was very good. And again, Mm. I hadn't had goat before that. Uh, Mm. That was something I would never have tried without...
0: Love penicill, yeah, but it's a very strong goaty flavour. Whereas like gnawing on a bit of this is quite yeah.
1: mild, I think. Yeah,
0: so, but I think there's that curing process sort of intensifies it a little bit. So probably not a beginner's thing if you haven't tried goat <laughs> before. Don't try penicill.
1: <laughs> so would they? Do you think it would have just been goats so that they would have eaten the marrow of? Would it have been other animals as well?
0: No, there's evidence from other animals as well. So um, yeah, cattle, sheep. Wow. Not so sure about pigs, I haven't read anything about cracked pig bones, but I was reading mainly about sheep, goats and cattle. Um, so yeah, I awesome. mean, it's, it's nutrition, it's food. Yeah. If you're going to kill an animal, which they would have only mostly done in the winter or for a feast, you're going to make the most of it.
1: Yeah, so. definitely. And, and very tasty.
0: Hmm. I mean, there's evidence that they cracked the skulls as well, which could be for the brain. <sighs> Right. It will be for the brain, but it could be for eating the brain, or it could have even been they used to use the brains for tannin hides. Right. So once you've skinned the animal, you rub the brains into it, and that's like one of the older methods for, for tanning. <laughs> so don't know necessarily which way they would have gone or if they would have done a bit of both, possibly. I
1: mean, I imagine that they would have tried it at some point if oh, they yeah. were. If they had them to hand, but.
0: Yeah. So then, yeah, we've got some what most people would know as Gravelax which I cured myself, not from the supermarket. <laughs> Have you had cured salmon?
1: I haven't. I've had smoked salmon, but I haven't had Gravlax before. Although it is something that I've actually wanted to try for a little while now.
0: I think for your fancy wooden bassett clientele, then this would go down better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it would go down better than maybe surfing up bone marrow. <laughs>
0: So we're saying not putting bones on the menu?
1: <laughs> I'm saying that we might get a few um, opinions from customers if we gave them some bones on a plate. <laughs> hey,
0: you let dogs in. <laughs> They'd love it.
1: The dogs would love it. And the dogs are our most important favourite customers. Exactly. Right, there we go. So...
0: Right. I had to stop Emma from tucking into this. Anyway, <laughs> Can I have it? No, maybe later. We're so, trying perfect. it with the crisp bread. That's up to you. you I'll
1: try, try a it on, piece its own. on its own first.
0: It's juniper berries, dill, salt, and honey.
1: And that would have been herbs that they had available?
0: or Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, so with a modern one, I think they add gin. Oh. I think. I should have checked.
1: I've that seen vodka before.
0: Yeah, so there's usually some kind of alcohol in there, um, but yeah, because they wouldn't have had like distilled spirits, I took yeah. that out. Um, sometimes I had a splash of mead if I've got a bottle of mead to the handy, um, and they would use white sugar these days. Wouldn't have had it back then, so I've swapped it out for honey. So it is it's sort of an adapted modern recipe that I've yeah. tried to adapt to make it with Viking available stuff.
1: Yeah. I have a recipe for it, but I haven't made it yet. That was with vodka, but actually tasting the juniper berry, Mm. I might try it with gin because that was very good.
0: Mm. It's quite salty,
1: but not too salty. Mm. I'm going to try it with a bit of crisp bread, mainly because I am obsessed with bread.
0: To me, I like, I like it. I like the flavour. I don't like the texture so much. Which is the same reason why I don't like things like mussels. Like, right, there's, there's a texture thing. Mussels, yeah, oyster chicken, lovely,
1: <laughs>
0: but <laughs> an oyster, mm, not so much. Yeah, there's...
1: I'm normally okay. Oysters, I can't do. I tried recently, not a fan. But
0: I'm gonna have to do it on the podcast soon, just for laughs. laughs. Just <laughs> I, I eat kidneys. Don't like kidneys. <laughs> Very (laughs) crisp. It's very good
1: good on crisp bread.
0: That's sourdough crisp bread, so. It's lovely. Take that on your menu.
1: Perfect, yeah. Mm. (laughs) I thought that there would be at least one thing that I didn't like, but actually, this is all being really tasty. I'm especially surprised about the bone marrow. Um, and the coffee. I was excited to try the coffee, but I didn't think it would taste that good.
0: Mm. Well, there you go. It's a winner. Are you going to put any on the menu? Mm. You're just going to keep them out the back for when I come in, go okay. Quick!
1: <laughs> Pretend that we serve that.
0: Hmm. Mm. mm. So do you think you'll add this on coffee? I'm pushing this issue today. We're going to get something on the Nodens menu. Come on.
1: It's very good. And you know what I like about yeah. it? One of the problems with decaf coffee is often the coffee will come from one farm yeah. and then the coffee is flown to somewhere else for it to have the caffeine taken out of it, which is quite a big process. Hang
0: on. So they have to remove.
1: They've this removed... is going to make
0: me sound stupid now, but I genuinely, have, I've never thought about this.
1: They remove the caffeine from coffee. Do you know how? Um, it's a process that uses CO2 and that is as much as I know. But
0: so environmentally, is that worse?
1: Environmentally <laughs> most of the time it's not great because it's being flown from one place to another mm. and then over here. Um but one of the things that um we were quite careful with when picking our decaf coffee is it's actually all done on one farm to reduce the air miles. Yeah. Um and it also means as well that you're reducing the amount of people that are in the chain rather than it going from one place to yeah. another to another supplier to another supplier.
0: Hmm.
1: You're keeping that chain as small as possible. Yeah. And when looking at just the coffee in general, we pick the supplier very carefully with that um for sustainability but also for ethical reasons as well. Hmm. Um so we buy it from a roaster. They roast the coffee for us and he will go over to the farms, um, which are in South America for the blend that we use. Um, and he meets the farmers and he stays with them. He stays with their family. Um, so you, the, there's very few people in that chain, mm. which means that the farmers are actually getting paid a fair amount for their coffee.
0: To this guy you're talking about, Is UK based?
1: yeah he's u k based so he's in Chippenham yeah uh, so it's only twenty thirty minutes away from the coffee shop um but he grew up on a coffee farm
0: hmm.
1: um and his whole passion is coffee he's very very passionate about it um which is great because that's exactly what we were looking for someone that's not just doing it to get as much money as they can hmm. he's doing it because that's that's what he cares about that's yeah. his passion he's another small business as well um and, yeah, he's got that direct link with the farmers. Um, often the coffee is named after the farmer as well. Right. Um, so it means not only are you closer to the source, but you know that when you're drinking your cup of coffee that the person that's put the most amount of effort into it mm. is being also paid for their time. Um. And our coffee is artisan coffee, and you hear that phrase a lot, but not many people know what it means. And what it means is that everything's done in small batches and mm. often by hand. So they're small farms they're often a farmer and his family that are doing it with maybe a couple of workers. Yeah. And they're checking by hand whether the coffee's ripe. They're harvesting it by hand. They're, um, the roaster then roasts it by hand and is checking it by eye, not using computers yeah. and things like that. Um, And then when it comes to us, we're just a small team and we try and put as much care into the coffee as everyone else has done. Mm. Um, Which for you as a consumer means that you're drinking a great cup of coffee um, and there's no there's no guilt that you need to feel when you're drinking it because you know that everyone in that chain has got a fair price for what they've done. Mm. Um, We've tried to be as sustainable as we can. Um, and you're supporting people that are just small businesses that are doing what they love. Mm. Um, and not just the coffee, we try to do that with all of our ingredients and that's why we use other small independent businesses as well.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so it's not coffee that's just been sat on the shelf and hasn't been loved at all. It's Mm. fresh coffee that's, um, been made with purpose.
0: Just like my acorn coffee. Just like your acorn coffee. <laughs> so basically, I, I'm, I'm looking for a sale now.
1: <laughs> so with your acorn coffee, so in the coffee industry, yeah, there's sort of two fields, I guess, um, in it when it comes to a consumer having coffee. The last process, which is fresh coffee. mm and not so fresh coffee. So for us, after it's been roasted, we use that coffee within two weeks of it being roasted. Mm. Um, and you can taste the difference. Whereas... Well, mine,
0: mine's months old, sorry. Oh, that
1: answers that question.
0: oh, yeah. uh, well, probably October I made that.
1: Well, that's not too bad. So, yeah. It's not like it's been sat on the shelf in a warehouse for years like some coffee is. <laughs> um, have, you tried... name names? <laughs> <laughs> have you tried having it fresh?
0: What, fresh acorns? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would have brewed some after I made it. I can't think of any noticeable difference, though.
1: Oh, maybe yeah. that doesn't happen with acorns as much as it happens with...
0: It's hard to say, isn't it? Because without having a source of acorns, like, now, where I could brew some today yeah. and have them side Trident. by side, whereas what I think of as acorn coffee a few months down the line, maybe the flavours are different.
1: Yeah. I, don't know. I think with coffee coffee, you can tell. You don't need to have them side by side. You can tell. mm um so maybe that that isn't a factor of acorn coffee
0: i did wonder originally i was gonna get some of your coffee <laughs> so
1: maybe this <laughs> wouldn't taste so much like coffee if we had actual <laughs> coffee next to it
0: yeah there's that or i was just gonna serve you your own coffee and like claim that it was my own <laughs> <laughs> see if you notice wait a minute I those beans
1: that's a familiar taste yeah yeah the other thing, have you tried it with milk? Yes. How does it taste with milk?
0: Like coffee with milk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and would that have been something that they would have done? Or is that something that we uh, just, we there's just yeah. no way of there's knowing? No, there's
0: no way we would know that because there aren't many recipes for anything anyway. Um, and yeah, like I say, the coffee realistically is probably a reenactorism. It's just.
1: Yeah.
0: It's something they could have done. Um, but whether they would have. Yeah, so I don't know whether they would have put milk in it, or sugar. Well, we know no sugar, because they didn't have sugar. Yeah, you could try it with honey. Yeah.
1: Honey and coffee is very nice.
0: I know people that drink the acorn coffee with sugar in. Yeah. So.
1: You have to try it. To be honest, though, it's not bitter. I thought it would be bitter, but it's not, so I don't think you really need... Anything sweet in there. I think if you took
0: the acorns and didn't process them through water first, then you'd have that more bitterness coming through. But I guess it's probably more, correctly termed, it's probably more of an acorn tea. Yeah. I know everyone calls it coffee. (laughs) Because they're roasted, I suppose it is a coffee, but I don't know.
1: And is it a similar amount of the acorns that you use to how you would make a cup of tea?
0: Uh, Yeah, so I usually put like two teaspoons per cup.
1: Yeah, Yeah. see I'm interested now how it would taste if we put it through the coffee machine Um, and really got, so the great thing about a coffee machine is that you, you know, the full um, coffee machines is that you can really dial into the flavours so you can use less water, more water, you can get the water to go through it for more time or less time and you really get the sort of subtle notes in the coffee and you can make it more bitter, more sour So I'm interested what would happen if we put... What would be
0: the minimum amount you could put through?
1: So we use between 17 and 18 grams, um, which is quite a lot of coffee. um, But you can get away with 14, 15, which is what a lot of other coffee shops and cafes use.
0: How many cups does that make?
1: That would make a double shot. So realistically, one cup. You could split it to two. It's that a lot of acorn. (laughs)
0: I don't know, I measure it in teaspoons. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to think Commercially wise. It's probably about
1: three teaspoons. Yeah, we'd have to weigh it.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's a future experiment is to run some. I was thinking, do we need like a bag of (laughs) acorns in order to run your machine? Or can we just go, here's a small bag and do it that way?
1: Yeah, we might have to try.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, if you think about the coffee bag size, probably when you grind an acorn, it's probably about the same density is coffee beans i would imagine
0: yeah i don't know that needs more more experiment and for experiment.
1: another time yeah part two i just wanted to yeah. come back and have more food i'm just trying to <laughs>
0: can we do another one from the coffee shop <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah with the ghosts <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah our haunted
0: coffee shop mm. i don't know whether this is a selling point <laughs> i mean i can cut it if you like <laughs>
1: No, it's one of the oldest buildings in Bassett, Um, and it's a stop on the ghost tour that they do.
0: Um, It wasn't always a coffee shop.
1: It wasn't always a coffee shop, so uh, what I've been told is that, so there's a pub next door to us, and I'm told that back in the day that would have been just one big building, Mm. Um. Yeah, and it's yeah one of the oldest buildings, and there's a couple stories about people thinking that they hear spirits or see spirits, or a case of what could be sleep paralysis 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 yeah, um or it could have been a ghost.
0: Okay, so episode two from the coffee shop, <laughs> acorns running through the coffee machine, and a Ouija board. Yeah, right. I've said it, so we're going to do it. <laughs> I'm not sure whether yeah. Vikings have Ouija boards, but, you know, it'll be fun.
1: Maybe that's a topic for research in between.
0: Did they have Ouija boards? They definitely didn't. <laughs> it's a, it, What was it, a game invented in, like, the 19th century, I think.
1: Yeah, or maybe it's just,
0: <sighs> just slightly
1: bit. too modern, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. about 900 years out.
1: Mm, maybe not. But I don't know if they're there, but I say good morning to them and I say good evening to them just on the off chance. But so far they've been good to us. I think that they enjoy they enjoy the coffee and the sourdough bread.
0: I mean it probably smells good. Yeah. Fresh coffee every day.
1: <laughs> I haven't tried what they do in the Adams family, which is put the coffee down the toilet in the morning so the house can have some.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> this has taken a weird turn. <laughs> hmm. All right, so we should probably move into the final questions that I ask everybody. So first question is, if you had an unlimited budget, what would be your dream project?
1: That's such a good question. There's so many things that I would want to do. Um, One of the things that I think is actually going to be our next big stage is doing um, a bar in the evening as well a little pop-up bar and um, something quiet cocktails i know that our espresso martinis are just going to be the best um
0: i nearly did that today
1: yeah with the acorn with coffee. the
0: acorns yeah. yes but then i was looking into the recipes for it and they've all got like in. Yeah. Which is coffee-flavoured anyway. And so I thought, are we gaining anything? So I decided against it.
1: Would, but... the, vodka, would the Vikings have had vodka?
0: No. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> but I just thought it would be fun. fun. Um, you know, a couple fun. of
1: issues with that. It doesn't
0: have to be Viking. I mean...
1: Yeah. But yeah, sort of a secret bar, speakeasy type thing. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: Mead? Mm? Mead <laughs> would be very
1: good. And, you know, everyone mm. that I've given mead to has loved it um i don't know why it's not more available the mead that you get in the supermarkets is is not mead yes um <laughs> victory
0: i finally got through to someone <laughs>
1: it's true though but proper mead yeah. it's very good yeah. um yeah And everyone i've given it to has loved it so maybe maybe that could be on the future menu
0: that would be good <laughs> there you go we can get we're we're not selling this stuff but we might get mead on the menu yeah so I'll put you in touch with one of the awesome suppliers and
1: yeah and you can get
0: some really good mead
1: yeah rather than I obviously have to sample plenty of before being able to put it on the menu
0: as a real expert I think you're gonna have to invite me to the tasting (laughs) yeah all right so um so that would be your dream would be to sort of extend the the business and
1: yes I had a hard question to answer because yeah. I'm, I'm doing my dream at the moment that's that's the thing that i'm <coughs> doing <Starbucks. so> it's... <laughs> yeah
0: take on take on the big companies maybe
1: yeah uh i mean we're already thinking about where our next location could you be that's it a little wh- yeah it's a little while off but um yeah we're already thinking about that this is definitely just the beginning
0: What's the... Are there other coffee shops in Bassett?
1: There are cafes in Bassett.
0: There's not like a Costa or a Starbucks.
1: There's a Costa.
0: Right. So we're buying them out first with <laughs> <laughs> unlimited budget.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah.
0: Take out the competition. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I think our next move would be um, somewhere like Bath.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, a city that's just got so much character
0: yeah.
1: there. Um yeah, that would be.
0: And you can sell the more artisan sort of coffees. And, yeah,
1: and definitely. I think there's things. definitely a market there for people. And
0: the goat bones—they love goat bones uh, yeah. in Bath. It's... <laughs> Just <laughs> people...
1: Bathers goat bones it's, everywhere. <laughs>
0: it's the one thing everyone says, isn't it? Should we yeah. go to Bath? Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of goat bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds good. So next question is: Do you think you could have survived on a Viking Age diet?
1: You know what, I think I would have loved to survive on a Viking age diet if I was more upper class Viking.
0: Or oh, an upper class Viking. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, I'm loving the bread and the salmon, but realistically, <laughs> that would not have been the majority uh, of It Depends where you live right? more than
0: anything, really. Yeah. Okay. A, a lot of fish would be more coastal unless it was cured. Yeah. So by curing that, that would now keep. So in actual fact, could be transported yeah. inland. Um, and things like mussels were Ooh. imported, or like brought further inland nice um so yeah it, it's more not so much about the status but more about where you live oh, and whether okay. you've got your own livestock and that kind right. of thing yeah yeah
1: but I think just mead bread maybe a good protein I'm set I'm happy
0: <laughs> The only thing you would miss this is kind of the follow one is
1: oh you know what I think it's gonna be one of those simple things that are probably mass produced like
0: macaroni cheese macaroni cheese yeah mm. Viking age macaroni cheese
1: could they have done it I mean they had flour and water so they could have made some things pasta, pasta egg pasta. as well
0: yeah you could make an egg pasta with macaroni perfect I don't know how you'd make the shape but mm. that's
1: fine as long as it's pasta pasta. and cheese I'd be happy yeah
0: one of the lost episodes we actually did that and we made pasta in the earth house um just to see whether we could yeah and obviously we could I mean it's eggs and flour in water (laughs) very easy to do um and yeah whether they would have done it they made dumplings and things. It's a very similar process. Lovely. I don't want to take anything away from Italy, but maybe the Vikings did it first.
1: <laughs> you heard it here, the Vikings had pasta first.
0: <laughs> I haven't done that episode yet. It's not gone out because I lost it.
1: <laughs> Do you want to go into also the uh, pizza conversation of where I had pizza first? Could it have been the Vikings?
0: Well... Oh, controversial. No, so there are, and I can't name off the top of my head, but there are a few places, um, I don't want to name any of them because I'll probably get it wrong, but some of the recreated longhouses, when they have kids and stuff in, they make pizzas on the fire, which is basically a flatbread with sort of toppings on it. Um, And they do call it pizza, and it angers some people. (laughs) I don't care. I mean, like, as long as you're honest with people that look, like, they probably didn't do this, but this is something that could have been done, yeah. and you're playing with that concept. Especially with kids, they're more likely to remember. Yeah. So I don't have any issue with that sort of thing. Like you're saying, like with other other things where I try and take a modern thing and and back like, sort of age yeah. it to to available ingredients. To me, that's fine. Because we don't have recipes, no one can say they definitely didn't do that.
1: I suppose it's hard as well because our tastes would be very different to how they would have tasted things, right?
0: Again, I mean, that's hard to say. We don't know. A lot of the ingredients would be very different. I'm sure that even just, you know, animals were smaller back then and we've bred them for certain sizes and flavours and all the rest of it. So whether that would affect what a goat tasted like, a pig tasted like back then... I think, um, yeah, the Saxons used to make a lot of bacon. Nice. But whether that recipe would have been like what we know is bacon or whether that's more like, I would imagine it's probably more like um, like lardon sort of style, a more chunky thing. But, yeah, we don't know.
1: I'll add that to my Viking macaroni and cheese.
0: Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the next one is in the coffee shop with a Ouija board. Acorn coffee. And macaroni cheese. Yeah, I'm worried
1: what I've signed myself up for here, but okay, I'm in. It'll be fun. And maybe take on as close as we can get to Viking Espresso Martini.
0: Yes. I'm not sure how we'd do that without spirits, but we've got the ghosts.
1: So. <laughs> the ghosts can guide us.
0: What is the worst thing you've ever eaten?
1: Such a good question. I think...
0: You've had my food, so...
1: You know, none of it's been the worst food I've ever eaten, if that makes you feel any better. Mm, didn't you, need the brains. I think you should put that quote on the front of one of your cookbooks.
0: Not the worst food I've <laughs> yeah. ever eaten. Wow.
1: The worst food I think I've ever eaten was probably oysters. I had them recently. Last year, I tried them for the first time, and I was in a restaurant... Um, and I thought, I'm going to try them. I'm going to try something new. Yeah. And it was so horrible. But because you're in a restaurant, you just have to swallow it, it like and... down
0: in one? Yeah. See, I'd be like...
1: <laughs> it was so hard. Um, it was not good. Mm. Um but my husband, Steve, who, as we discussed, eats everything, just ate the whole plate. He loved them, so it was okay. But anything that's got that kind of jelly texture, I can't eat jelly, I can't eat trifle, yeah. um, which is a shame because, I mean, jelly doesn't have a great flavour, but I feel like I am missing out on a category of food that...
0: Jelly deals. Due to
1: texture. Yeah, maybe not. Um, yeah.
0: I'm trying to think of other jelly things around. <laughs> <Great. laughs> um, <laughs> hmm yeah next time you're on some <laughs> bowl of jelly some jelly deals Maybe. but you're fine with the salmon and to me that tastes kind of jelly the
1: salmon's fine mussels are fine there must be a line somewhere between cured salmon and oysters that is the cutoff for and between
0: mussels and oysters the mussels are kind of horrible too to me there's something they just don't look pleasant do they
1: they don't, but,
0: but I suppose they're not as jelly-ish.
1: No, they're not. They are more meaty, but yeah, some maybe between the salmon and the oysters, there's a line somewhere for texture. Fish skin. Fish skin is fine.
0: I suppose it goes a bit crispy when you bake it. Yeah. If it's not baked much, then you get that jelly. Yeah, I
1: don't often eat it because my dog just stares at me because she knows that's hers. So if I eat a bit of it, she's chicken skin. Chicken skin. You know, I put chicken skin in the air fryer and it came up like crackling. You put a bit of salt on it. Now I
0: need an air fryer. (laughs) Air
1: fryers are great. Authentic Viking air fryer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the next question is, uh, what's the most memorable meal you've ever had?
1: There's so many meals that are really, really memorable. Um, I think the most memorable one, and this is a bit cheesy. Yeah. It's when I got married.
0: When you got married. Now I'm trying to think what you had for your meal.
1: So. What was it? I can't remember what the starter was. It was that memorable. But the main was steak. And you can't go wrong with a good steak. Mm. Um, so we, when we were looking at wedding venues, we ate every place that we went. Um, having yeah. good food Why was. Wouldn't you? <laughs> so important and a great just yeah. excuse to try lots of food. Um. And the place that we settled on did very good food and we decided on um, steak as one of the options. And it was, it wasn't, the food was amazing, the food was great, but it was also that we got to share it mm. with everyone. So we had, rather than separate tables, which is really nice if you have a big wedding, but our wedding was quite small, so we have had everyone round one long table, as you remember. Um and it was the conversation of people talking across the table, people talking next to each other, you know, the wine was flowing, that was good food. Um and made. And made, there was made. There was of great of mead. Of mead. Yeah, just a couple, just a few. Um and I think that is really what a great meal is about. It's not the you know, the actual food itself is obviously very important but it's also about who you're sharing it with Mm. and using it as a centrepiece for celebration as well
0: yeah awesome (laughs) so last question okay you've died oh not really okay oh just a thought exercise okay you're fine you're fine but you have died oh okay um you know solemn (laughs) yeah Um,
1: if you could try and be a little bit sad about me dying
0: i shouldn't be smiling (laughs) (laughs) So you've died and um, your family are preparing your grave goods. What food and drink are you taking to dine in Valhalla? Oh.
1: I think definitely alcohol. Most important part of that. But which one? I think uh, a nice full-bodied red wine Yeah. to, yeah, warm my soulless spirit. I'm... <laughs> um, would be...
0: Would you be soulless after you died? You would be the soul. So I would be the soul. You wouldn't be soulless.
1: There we go. So I do need the red wine <laughs> to warm my soul. <laughs> um, And a good bread. A nice, good sourdough bread. Wine and bread. What more? What more could you want? Steak. And
0: maybe some steak too. <laughs> <Vodka. laughs> I can think of lots of things.
1: <laughs> okay. Red wine, bread. Steak.
0: I mean, I never Saunted. limited it to one item, so you could take the steak if you yeah. want. Oh,
1: I mean, if I had to pick one item, mm. I'd pick the wine. Just wine? Just the wine.
0: <laughs> so no bread. <laughs> <laughs> great. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. And thank you for supplying the food. I, again, I'm surprised that I liked it all.
0: It was all really great. But yeah, still not going on the menu.
1: <laughs> well, we have, we have semi-agreed to meet. so...
0: Yeah, okay, mead or, mead's a compromise. Part.
1: Yeah, it's a good compromise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm thinking about coffee meads. Mm. Mm. That needs work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for watching, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, remember to like and subscribe and give the show a rating. You can also help keep the show going by becoming a Patreon, where you'll get early access to all episodes or check out my range of merch on my store. Links are in the episode description. Thanks for listening.